friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you are new to the show, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. This week, we are kicking off summer with a bang with our summer survival episode. This is one of my favorite times of year. However, it is definitely a love-hate relationship. While I absolutely love summertime and having a flexible schedule. My kids are home. We're having fun. We're taking vacations. When you are a work from home mom, summers can be a little bit daunting because you know going into it, you're going to have less time to do the things that you need to do in your business. And that's okay. That's what this episode is all about. I'm going to help you get organized and prepared so that you can make the most out of your summertime work hours. So here's one of the things that I feel like sets me apart from a lot of other business coaches that are out there. You're going to hear a lot of people on Facebook and social media and in a podcast that are telling you that in order to have a successful business, you got to hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. That you have to find this perfect balance between getting your work life and getting your home life and having everything be perfect. And I don't believe that that is the case. My personal belief is that the whole reason we started this business, the whole reason that you are an entrepreneur is that you want to have success in your business while enjoying your life. And if you're spending all of your time hustling, if you are spending all of your time working and sitting in an office or on your laptop and distracted from what's going on in your life around you, then you're not really fulfilling the dream and the vision that you had. I know for me personally, when I left my teaching career behind, it was because I desired freedom to choose when and how I chose to work, freedom to choose what my day looked like. If I wanted to get up and go to the park with my kids, I could. If I wanted to get up and do a workout for an hour, I can. If I want to stay up till two in the morning working, that's my choice. These, that's the freedom that comes with running your own business. So the idea of having to hustle and grind and spend all of these hours on your business just doesn't fit into the lifestyle that I envision for myself. So if that sounds like what you want your lifestyle to be, if you're looking to grow your business, build a successful business while still enjoying your family and enjoying the time that you have, then this is the episode that's going to help you. And this is the podcast for you because that's that's exactly the type of business and lifestyle that I am promoting, and that I want you to feel confident having as well. Now, I've talked a little bit about this on previous episodes, and in my interview with Ali Kazaza way back when, we had this conversation as well, where I don't believe that balance exists. I don't believe that there is a perfect balance between the amount of work you do and the amount of fun that you have. I believe in harmony, and what harmony looks like is that there are going to be times in your business and times in your life when certain things take precedence. Just like when you have any musical ensemble, sometimes you're going to have certain instruments playing louder than others, but they all work together to create this beautiful harmony. So that means that for me, in the summertime, I know that my family is going to be 
higher precedence. They are going to be a little bit louder in my life than my business. That doesn't mean that my business is not going to run. It doesn't mean that I'm taking time off. It just means that my priorities are shifting from I have dedicated work hours to I have time with my kids and I'm going to plan my day a little differently because the things that they want to do and the adventures we want to go on together, that is going to take priority over some of my work tasks. Because the amount of time that we have with our kids, the number of summers that we have to spend with them before they are grown and off on their own is limited. I mean, you think about it, even when they become older and they're going to different camps or they want to hang out with their friends and they don't want to spend time with you as much, you have a limited number of summers to spend with them. So don't allow yourself to get so focused on the hustle of your business that you miss out on the joy of this time in their lives. Because again, I go back to what I said before. This is the reason you started this business. Yes, it might have been because you were passionate about whatever it is that you're doing. You want to change the world. You want to change lives. You want to create this amazing product or service. That's all important. But you're also doing that because it it gives you something in return. It gives you financial freedom. It gives you time freedom. It gives you the flexibility to plan your time on your schedule and not on somebody else's. And so what I want this episode to be is I want to give you a couple of ways that I create systems in place ahead of time so that my summer runs smoothly and I don't feel like my business is lacking. I can still feel like I'm on top of my business while I'm enjoying time with my family. But before we get into my four tips for today, I want to let you know this episode is sort of a condensed, abbreviated version of my summer survival guide I have for you. It is a free guide with 10 tips. So that goes beyond what we're going to talk about in the episode today. It's 10 tips to help you feel successful in your business, how to get stuff done while still having fun with your family or taking a girl's trip or doing whatever it is you want to do in the next couple of months in your business while your business is still running on its own. So if you want to download that free guide, there is a link down in the show notes. So make sure you just click that. It will take you to a sign-up form and you will get immediate access to that summer survival guide. All right, so let's get into our four tips. Number one is to batch create your content. I know for the longest time in my business, I was in this cycle of every single week I had to create for that week. I was recording podcast episodes the day before I was supposed to hit publish on them. I was creating my Instagram posts the day I was going to publish them. I was writing blog posts and then publishing them the same day. And it got into this cycle where it was like, if I missed a day, I fell behind. And it was overwhelming and it was stressful and it was frustrating. So when I started batch creating content, everything sort of fell into place. I became less overwhelmed about it. It became easier to create content. It felt like I was finally on top of things in my business and I wasn't just like doggy paddling to keep my head above water. So what batch creating content means is that you pick a day or you pick a couple of hours and you create content for the whole month. For example, with these podcast episodes, I will choose a day when both of my kids are still in school. When I have the house to myself, I don't have a barking dog. I don't have anything else I need to be focusing on. And I will sit down for two to three hours and I will record multiple episodes. If they are interview episodes, I'm recording the intro and the outro. If it's a solo episode like this one, I'm recording the whole thing. 
and I will have these stockpiled and ready to go. I can pre-schedule them. I can send them off to my podcast editors and they can have them ready to go. I am not having to do it on a single weekly, week-to-week basis. I can have all of that done ahead of time. The same thing with scheduling out social media posts. I can sit down for one day for a couple of hours and I can create content and I can have it automatically scheduled. I can use, I use a program called Later. You can, you know, there's things like um, Buffer and Meet Edgar. There's several different scheduling programs out there that allow you to upload your images, create your captions, add your hashtags. Everything is good to go. And then you choose when you want it to publish for you. And then you can be at the pool with your kids. You can be at the park. You can be on vacation. You can be on a road trip in the middle of nowhere and your content is still going to go out when you when you told it to. So that's the beauty of batch creating is that it allows you to create all at once and then schedule things out. Same thing with emails, with blog posts. There's all kinds of things you can batch create. Now, one of the questions I get a lot when people ask me about batch creating is, how do you make it feel like it is relevant in the moment when you're planning it ahead of time? Okay, well, here's the thing. With most things in your business, you're, you've already got a plan of what's coming up. So you know if you have a special offer you're going to run, if you have a promotion you're going to have in place, if you have something that you are promoting at that time, you know that ahead of time. So you can go ahead and plan that out. You can create a whole content calendar for the month and know exactly when you need to be posting things in order to send out that email at just the right time or post that, that Instagram post at just the right moment or on the right day. All of that can be planned in advance. I do, when I schedule out things like my social media content, I will leave some gaps here and there where if I have something that just is really on my heart or comes up in the moment, I can go ahead and go in and post. Or I'm not afraid to post multiple times a day. If something feels relevant, if something feels in the moment, again, I will post that. That's also what my stories are for. So just because you batch created something One, it doesn't mean it's set in stone. So things can change. If you get to week two or week three and you're like, you know what? It really is more fitting if I move these things around or if I write a new blog post and push these other ones another week or two out. That's totally fine. Again, it's your business. You do what you want. Batch creating does not mean that it is set in stone and can't be ever changed. It just means that you have this stockpile of content ready to go so that you're not having to create on the fly every single week. It's going to help you feel like you're more on top of things and less like you are just trying to keep your head above water. So batch creating is my first tip to help you get ahead of things and to plan ahead, especially if you know you're going to be gone for a week on vacation and you don't want to have to think about it, but it still feels like your business is running even when you are not the one running it in the moment. All right, number two is to automate. I feel like this is something that is good for your business all year long, but it becomes especially helpful in the summer. So one of my favorite things to automate is emails. When I get an inquiry for my photography business, someone who's saying, hey, I'm interested in wedding photography or my daughter's gonna be a high school senior next year, I have my contact form in HoneyBook, which is my client management system. I have it set up where they have to click a box telling me what type of session they're interested in. So if they're interested in a senior session, a boudoir session, or a wedding session, or a branding session, and once they click that box and they submit their form, 
I can have it automatically send them a welcome email with information based on whatever box they checked. So I have separate emails set up ready to go for my high school senior clients or my branding clients. And that email can go out to them within a couple of minutes of them inquiring. And so it gives them a lot of the information that they're probably asking. You know, once you've done your business long enough, you sort of know what typical questions people ask when they first inquire with you. And so you can answer or address those questions in that welcome email. Another automation tip I have is when I know that my answer or my response time to emails is going to be longer. So in the summer, I'm not always at my computer. I'm off. I'm out doing things. I don't want to be tied to my email on my phone. I will set up an auto response email. Chances are you've probably received a similar email at some point from a a business or a company you've worked with. And in my personal opinion, this is not an unprofessional thing to do. It is just letting your audience know when they can expect to hear back from you. So you can have, you can set this up in Gmail or whatever email provider that you are working through. And it will automatically send out an email to the person that emailed you saying, thank you so much for reaching out. We received your email. You will hear back from us the next 24 to 48 hours. Or you could say, you know, we are out of office until such and such date. If you're on vacation, all emails will be answered when we return. Um, you know, or you could even say things like due to summer hours, I'm only answering emails on these days of the week. Please, you know, plan to hear back from me on those dates. You choose what expectations you want to set, okay? And I think that people worry that if they don't respond to an email the second it comes in, it's going to either seem unprofessional or you're going to lose that client. And my opinion on that is if your client can't respect the fact that you are spending time with your family or that you're on vacation or that you're not going to be at their beck and call every second that they want you to, then that's probably not a client you want to work with anyway. You have to let them know ahead of time, like, I'm not going to answer your email five seconds after it comes in, maybe not even five minutes after it comes in. Because if you do, then they're going to expect that every single time. So setting up these little automations that kind of set the tone and educate your client on when and how they can hear back from you I think it sounds more professional. And I think, again, it lets them know like, okay, you received my email. I know you got it because your email back to me came through. And now I know, okay, I won't hear from you today. So I'm going to wait. I'm not going to stress over. I'm not going to check my email every five minutes. I know I'll probably hear back from you the next day or two. And if I don't, I'll follow up. And that's totally fine. Knowing you have that auto responder in place for me is just sort of this peace of mind of knowing that if I see an email come through on my phone, and I'm out in an activity with my kids. I don't have to stress about it. I know, okay, they've received the email. They know they're probably not going to hear back from me for a while. The other thing I would say tagging on to that is if you sit down at night at, after the kids are in bed or after y'all get home and dinner's cleaned up and you got a little bit of time, and it's 8.30 at night, do not send that email at 8.30 at night. You can schedule that email to go out the next morning. You can write it at 8.30 at night or 2 o'clock in the morning if you're up, whatever that time may be. But you want to make sure that you schedule it to send the next day. Again, you are setting up expectations for your client. If you're sending them an email at 10 o'clock at night or at 1 in the morning or whenever after working hours, they're going to assume that it's okay for them to then contact you after working hours. 
But if you schedule it to go out the next morning at 8 a.m. or 8.30 or the next afternoon, whatever time you want it to go out, then it looks like it's coming to them during normal working hours, during normal business hours. And again, it's setting that tone of expectation of, okay, I'm not going to expect to hear from you except during these hours. One more thing I want to say really quickly about automation. This is something that I do with all of my clients. So in HoneyBook, again, that's my client management system. If you are not using a client management system, I will link to HoneyBook down in the show notes so you can check it out. It's an amazing program. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. I have set up client workflows. So what that means is that if a client books a session with me, I then activate this workflow and it is set up so that it will create tasks. It will send out emails and invoices, reminders. It sort of has this path that my client will be led through up until the time of their session. So if they book a branding session with me and it's two months away, then over the course of the next two months, my client is going to get a couple emails from me telling them how they can prepare for their session, answering some frequently asked questions, sending out reminders about what time their session is and what location we've chosen. These things are already set up so that I don't have to lift a finger and they are scheduled to go out at different increments of time between the time they booked and the time their session starts. So if I have a client that books three months in advance, their timeline is going to be a little more spread out. If I have a client that books three weeks in advance, they're getting the same content. It's just condensed based on their their session date. So workflows and automations like that throughout the, the year, throughout your business are super helpful so that you're not waking up the day before you're supposed to meet with a client and going, oh crap, I forgot to send that email, letting them know X, Y, and Z. It's already in place and they've already received those emails from you. It is a huge time saver. It takes a little more time in the beginning to set up those workflows, those automations. But once you have them done, it is a peace of mind giver. Because again, I can be out running errands with my kids or I can be out in the pool playing with my kids or going and getting a pedicure or having lunch with a girlfriend. And I don't have to worry about these things going on in the background because they're constantly running without me having to actually run them. All right, moving on to tip number three. Depending on the age of your kids, sometimes your kids are going to be a little bit more demanding and needy than others. So if you have younger children with you at home versus older kids who are a little more independent, 
you're going to have to accommodate your work schedule with your kids around you. So one of the things I love to do is to make work time fun. My youngest one just turned five. She's been home with me for the past several years. And this is something I've done with her throughout the year. She really loves to play like she's working. And so in my office space, I have set up a little mini work area for her so that when I'm in there working or responding to emails or I'm getting things done or I'm creating content, she can be sitting at her little table and she could be working as well. And I would give her work tasks. I'm doing air quotes now. You can't see that, but I am. And so her work tasks might be something similar to what I'm doing. So if I'm creating social media content, I might say, hey, okay, you're going to create content for your favorite cartoon character. So right now, my youngest one really loves the show Bluey on, I think it's Disney. And so I might say, okay, I want you to draw a picture that shows Bluey doing a water park activity or whatever it might be. And so that's her creating content while I'm at my computer creating content. Or if I'm recording a podcast, I might send her in the other room with my iPad and say, hey, go make a video showing me what you want to play after we're done. Like, Or go create a video showing me all of your ponies set up and tell a story with your ponies using the video. And then I'll watch the video when I'm done. So she feels like she has a work task to do while I'm doing my work task. Again, this is all going to be age appropriate, but for them, I think it's really fun to feel like they're part of what you do. When I'm creating reels, I let my daughter help me. She can sometimes hold the camera or I let her help me like pick out what I'm going to wear or, you know, she kind of gets to play director in the background and tell me and like push the, the start button and push the stop button for me. And so all of these things help them feel like they're part of what you're doing and they're less like you're just pushing them out of the race, out of the way so that you can get work done. So make it fun, involve your kids. A lot of times it's really fun for them to see what mom does, especially if they're kids that are at school all day during the year, they don't get to see you doing this during the day. So let them have kind of this peek behind the curtain of what mom does all day. When I do photo sessions, my oldest one's always asking to go with me. And so this summer, I have a couple of headshot sessions lined up where I'm going to let her come with me and she's going to be my assistant for the day. And I can't do that with my youngest one necessarily, but my nine-year-old can do that and she can help me and she wants to learn how to do what it is that I do. And so involving them in your work is going to help everybody feel a little more excited about what you're doing and a little less like you're saying, okay, I'm going to be in here with the door closed and working. You go do something else. All right. Number four, my final tip for this episode is to ask for help. This is something a lot of us as moms feel guilty about doing, especially in the summer when our kids are home. We're like, oh, but we should be doing things with their kids. They need away time from you just as much as you need away time from them. I always plan for a couple of little summer camp sessions for my kids to go to. Like for the first week of summer, both my kids are going to be in like a little um, separate camps. One of them's going to like a princess dance camp and one's going to a sports camp. And they're just day camps for a couple of hours. But it gives me time during that first week that they're home from school to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to figure out kind of the schedule of how things are going to flow. Or if I know I have something coming up and I need to have some extra time in a certain week during the summer, I will plan for them to have a camp to go to or have a friend's house to go play at or ask grandparents for help. 
So don't feel like that because you have signed on for this work from home role, that that means that you can't ask for help or that you can't ask for time away from your kids. If you have grandparents or family members nearby, you know, let them have a day of the week that they come hang out with the kids at the house or that they take the kids to their house or they go do something fun together, even if it's just a couple of hours. If you don't have family or friends nearby or anyone that you can ask for help, or maybe your kids are too young to go to little summer day camps, then consider hiring a virtual assistant to help you with business tasks. You can hire someone on a short-term basis just for the summer or a couple hours each week. It doesn't have to be this huge commitment. It can just be, hey, I need somebody that can help me schedule out all of this content for me or help me to create Instagram graphics, whatever it is you need them to do, whatever it is that's taking up a lot of your time that you can maybe have someone else help you do so that they can help your business run while you are spending time with your family. So don't be afraid to look to outsource some things. Don't be afraid to ask for help because nobody can do this on their own. If you are looking on social media at all these incredible women who are have hugely successful businesses, I guarantee you none of them do it by themselves. They have assistants. They have a team of people. They have contract employees that they've hired to help with certain projects. Nobody is doing it by themselves. When they say it takes a village to raise kids, that doesn't just mean to raise the kids. It means to raise the kids and run a business and run a household and have a good marriage and have great friendships. Nobody can do it on your own. So don't be afraid to ask for help. If that means sending the kids away, if that means sending off tasks in your business, having someone and clean the house for you, whatever that looks like, do what you need to do to keep your sanity, to feel like you are productive and successful in all the aspects of your life that you want to be successful in this summer. All right, guys, so that is going to wrap up our four summer survival tips. If you want more tips, you can download the summer survival guide. The link is down in the show notes that will give you 10 incredible tips, things that you can be doing to help feel productive, like you're getting stuff done, but you're still enjoying and having fun this summer with your family. Again, that's the whole reason we do this is so that we can run a successful business while having the freedom to do what we want in our lives. Hopefully this episode helped you. If it did, go leave me a review over on iTunes. Let me know what you thought of this episode or any of the other episodes you've listened to here on the Girl Means Business podcast. I would love to know which of these tips you plan to implement this summer to help you feel successful while still having fun. All right, ladies, that's going to do it for our show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place.